Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. This is the Kevin Max Sports Hour on WPRO. That was last year. Guess what? I'm not saying they're dumber, but they're a lot worse as we speak, this Patriots team, than last year's team. But that's okay. They're headed to Vegas once again. Welcome to the Kevin Mack Sports Hour here on 790 The Score. It's our football Friday. We'll have our NFL picks in our second hour. And I, you know, sorry, Patriot fans. We had to do it. You know, maybe, maybe the worst ending of a most painful ending, anyways. Well, there's a couple Super Bowls there, I guess, but um, of a game in memory. Last year, Patriots throwing it away. It was only last year. Just a few seconds away from forcing overtime. They went absolutely haywire off the script. Or what was it part of the script? I, I don't know. But I, I wasn't the plan. Ramondre Stevenson uh, running to the sideline, just about to go out of bounds. They go to overtime. Instead, flips the ball back to Jacoby Myers. He throws it across the field, looking to get it back to Mac Jones. Chandler Jones picks it off. Stiff arms. Mac, remember that stiff arm? Oh, he got crushed. Mac Jones goes down. Chandler Jones rips into the end zone, and the Raiders with an improbable 30-24 to win. So what's changed since that afternoon, uh, the December disaster last December, as the Pats get set to return Sunday afternoon? Well, no Myers, for one. He's now in Vegas with the Raiders. Patriots could use him. That is for sure. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson and Mac Jones, well, they've regressed big time for a myriad of reasons. The Patriots' offense, the worst in the NFL after five weeks. The worst. Uh, and, you know, hey, Mac Jones, I keep hearing, well, uh, if he has another bad game, or maybe is it a bad half, he's you know going to be benched for good. According to who? I think we thought after last week he would be benched for good. Nope. He's back. Mac Jones. Who knows how long the rope is. Uh, after back-to-back disasters, 78-3, to outscored 78-3, to well, there's nowhere to go but up. But Mac Jones, he can't, I can't believe I'm saying this, he can't play any worse. I don't want to see it. I can tell you that. I'm sure no Patriot fans wants wants to see Mac Jones play any worse. Uh, the Patriots are two and seven, including that game last December. Two and seven. They won two of their last nine. The Raiders. The good news: the Raiders aren't good either, but they are favored to beat the Pats this week. That wasn't the case last year. So what's changed? I think the Raiders have taken some steps forward, and the Patriots have taken giant steps backwards for whatever reason. Again, a lot of reasons. Now we have injury problems with the Patriots, maybe some confidence problems, but it's funny. The NFL, one win 
just one way. If the Patriots, for some reason, come out and and handle the Raiders, win you know twenty four to ten. I'm not saying the uh, you know conversation changes, but at least it cools down. Now, could, is that even physically possible? I can't believe I'm saying it, but I, I think it is. I think it is. I'm not giving up on the Patriots' offense yet. I'm getting really, really close. And I don't have a lot of faith in the Raiders. So, um, just said uh, the wide receiver situation with the Patriots isn't good. Uh, Smith-Schuster and Demario Douglas out with concussions. Uh, what does that mean? It means maybe an opportunity to get uh, Kayshawn Booty back in. He was a healthy scratch the last couple of weeks. And Tyquan Thornton is off injured reserve. We'll see if he's uh, physically ready to get on the field. He's listed as questionable, but he was back at practice this week, which is uh, which is a positive for sure. Um, uh, other issues, obviously, around the Patriots with their uh, with their injury situation, the, the offensive line. I, I mean, really, really, no Riley Reef or Cole Strange out. I mean, again, the offensive line has been a it's been a show. Okay. It's been one of those shows ever since, really throughout training camp, all the way into every last game this season. The it, it's been crazy. It's it's just been bad, not good at all, and it looks like that's going to continue. Who knows who will be lining up uh, in some important positions? And Trent Brown questionable on top of that. So who knows? Root, you're back with some breaking news. <laughs> what, what do you got for me? Yeah, the breaking news is that the computers are all broken. Broken. I've been told that in seven to ten minutes we should try again. Wow. But, uh, okay. At present, we have no ability to play any audio or any commercials. Okay, so, uh, well, we'll just talk a lot, I guess. We'll just have to continue talking until eventually uh, this computer allegedly comes back on. Do we get paid extra since we have to talk more? We certainly should. Oh, or absolutely. someone else should get paid less is, is, <laughs> well, is probably what's really going that's on That's a here. good point. Yeah. All right, so I'll quiz you. So, Okay. Because uh, I know you weren't paying attention to no. the three big hits at this point. You're trying to solve our problems. That's right. So, no Juju Smith-Schuster, no right. Demario Douglas... Um, maybe, maybe Kayshawn Booty, uh, Tyquan Thornton. I mean, that's what we're talking about on Sunday. Uh, And and then the offensive line, no Cole Strange and no uh, Riley Reef. So uh, two thin, questionable positions anyways for the Patriots get even thinner. Yeah, no, I mean, look, this is a team that at full strength you wouldn't have confidence in going into Las Vegas or really anywhere at this point. And, you know, we're in a position now where it's, oh, that's too bad that Riley Reef is yeah. out, right? It's like, well, why? Demario Douglas, yeah, the yeah. sixth-round pick. Exactly, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, these guys, you know, weren't all that great to begin with, and, and some of them haven't really even been contributors, but, you know, th- this is where we are, where it's like, hey, look, I mean, even fully healthy, you wouldn't have liked the Patriots' chances of uh, of going in there and beating anybody, but they're, they're not fully healthy, so it's even worse. Hey, but hey, the computer's back. Is it? Yeah, it just popped on back. So uh, okay. congratulations right. to the people that were able to uh, get that to work. All right. Well, uh, if, we are now back in business. All right. So you think we can hear from Bill Belichick yeah, and, think, and all, well, those, all those cool people? We can certainly roll those dice and see what happens there. So the uh, Vegas Raiders, I'd have to actually think about it and, and or maybe look at last year's box. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was not the quarterback last year when the Patriots lost out there. Okay, I'm, I'm going to figure this out. Let, let's see who is quarterbacking for the... For the uh, Derek Carr, right? 
Derek Carr was exactly yeah, Derek been, Carr. Remember, they sent him to a farm upstate at one point, you know, and it just wasn't working out. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. a, it was like Derek Carr; he's just going to step away from the team. Yeah, he needed a mental break. Yeah. Hey, can't can't we send Mac Jones upstate? Yeah. I Maybe he just goes to like Vermont yeah, for a while. I hear it's very lovely up there. It is. Yeah. Uh, but instead, we see Jimmy Garoppolo, who has always been, you know, one of Bill Belichick's favorites. Hey, I'm happy for Jimmy, too. I'm happy that he's healthy. You know, think about this guy's career has been star-crossed, uh, Rooch. But firstly, he's bounced around to a different, you know, team seemingly uh, every other year. But uh, the injuries have really, uh, you know, really held him back. I-, I do think if he can, you know, play 10 weeks in a row, forget about a whole season for a team, that team will be, you know, competitive in the, NA- in the NFL. Who knows if... You know, he can lead the Raiders to uh, in playoff contention, but they will be better if Jimmy G is the quarterback week after week. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, the, the best-case scenario I laid out there for Mac Jones when he was drafted by the Patriots was Jimmy Garoppolo, right? It's like, look, if you can get a guy that isn't going to hurt you and uh, can help you win more often than not on the offensive end and, and can make all the throws, then, okay, like he's never going to wow you with his, his athleticism. He's probably not going to single-handedly win you any games, but again, back to my you know breakdown of Mac, it's like, hey, if you're a run first team with a good defense, you know Jimmy Garoppolo is your guy, which is why you know in San Francisco, and again he struggled with injuries, so I don't mean you know everybody should should want him on their team or anything like that. But up in San Francisco, you know he was a perfect fit to what they had going on up there. They got greedy and wanted to go uh, for for it all with Trey Lance, and we all know how that worked out. But yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo has proven himself when healthy uh, a more than competent NFL quarterback and. I would expect to see more of the same from Jimmy G. and Nothing too flashy, but usually enough to uh, to keep his team in it. So between uh, preseason games and a few trips in a row, uh, back-to-back uh, trips in the regular season out to Las Vegas, Bill Belichick, you know, I don't know if he uh, plays golf at Summerlin or goes to the Sphere. You know, who, who, They did go out on a day early. They flew this afternoon, aircraft out there to Vegas. Yeah. You know, get an extra extra night on the strip for, for uh, old, old Bill. Um, he says he's pretty familiar with Vegas. It's probably the one team that Bill Belichick didn't want to play this year for, for a lot of reasons. First of all, he had to play Josh McDaniels right away last year after Josh left and took the job out in Vegas. Uh, again, they, they played in the preseason uh, last year as well, so two times they saw Vegas last year, and now to face them again this year on the road again. You, you know, you don't want to play your friends, but like Belichick said. You know, you're familiar with someone on almost every team. You know, he's he's been doing this for a long time, Roots. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, he's always going to find, you know, assistants and, and things yeah. like that. Or you former know. players. Right. I mean, you know, people have obviously been asking, like, right there a lot this week about, you know, playing against Josh and all the former Patriots and executives and coaches. And, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's fun fodder, but at the end of the day, almost all of these guys are familiar with the rest of them, so it's not really that big of a deal. Yeah. Uh, th- that said, it does – well, I don't know how much it helps, but I can't be surprised – when Josh McDaniels meets with the press out there in Vegas, and he just praises this explosive, talented Patriot offense. Rooch, R- thank God we're not, you know, attending Josh's press conferences. I- I- I'd have to laugh like numerous times. Yeah, when they get it rolling, 
Josh, they haven't been rolling at all this year in any game. That's yeah. number one. Um, have you watched the film? <laughs> I, mean, I, I know he he has to you know he has to do the Belichick and make sure that you know everyone's uh, you know outstanding on the upcoming opponent. That's right. You got to name everybody on the roster. But, and oh give them their flowers my there. word! Yeah. I, I mean, he's naming one stiff after the next. Well, I mean, he's kind of got to right because that's for, what they, I guess that's what they all do. Well, that's what they all do. But also, I mean, who is he to look down on anybody's offense? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not like his team's blowing doors out there and I'm already you know on the record here is saying look no I don't have a problem with Josh McDaniels I wish him the best but there is no proof that he made any difference at all here in New England in my book that was Tom Brady Mm -hmm. and you know I always heard year after year oh Josh McDaniels the offensive gene where was the offensive ingenuity from Josh McDaniels I didn't see the Patriots running any sort of exotic plays like ever what why because they ran a halfback pass once or something like you know a flea flicker or whatever. I've just never seen it from him. Yeah, Jul- Julian threw it over to Tom once. Yeah, yeah. Remember oh, that? Mike, Mike Vrabel yeah. caught all those touchdowns. Yeah. That's because Josh McDaniels is a genius. That's right. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, it's it's funny, and we know all these coaches do it, but to me, you know, specifically Josh McDaniels, I don't think he had much of a choice because, again, who is he to look down on anybody's offense? Oh, that was a good one, though. I, I, I actually can't wait to hear what he says about the defense. Maybe we'll get that later in the show. That will, no, we will not. <laughs> uh, but that was, he went on about the special teams, too. Oh, he pointed okay. out yeah. Schooler and oh, yeah. Slater. Yeah, they, they, and they, the kickers have been great. The young yeah. kickers. Oh, he he's been great. He's he got a great leg. Yep, they're breaking them in, the young kickers. Yeah, good. Right. That's great to hear. That's what you want to do is break in people at the pro level when you're running a multi-billion dollar business. <laughs> That's, That's right. what you want to do. Break people Here in. In week uh, six. Right. Yeah. This is the Kevin Max Sports Hour. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Kevin Max Sports Hour. The home, along with WPRO, of every New England Patriots game, including Sunday's 4, I think it's 4.05 kick out there in Vegas. So that means the pregame is at like 1 o'clock. Strap in early. Yeah, it's a lot of, lot yeah, of pregame. A lot of hot air. Yeah. Uh, but it, interesting. It used to be better, by the way, when I think it was more John Jonathan Kraft, right? He used to be on every time, every uh, pregame. I don't think he does that anymore. I don't know if he does it anymore either, but yeah. I, I mean, it was only, he was on for like five, ten minutes. Yeah. Of the three hours. I'd like to hear what he has to say right now. You know, the, the, the Krafts have, uh, I wouldn't say gone silent. You know, uh, Robert Kraft doesn't speak very much anyways, but uh, we've heard in the off season, you know, Patriot fans, we expect to make the playoffs. That's that's right. We heard that uh, we heard Robert that still had clear, faith right? in Bill and that yeah. the team was uh, expected to at least be in the playoff hunt. And Robert's sick of not making the playoffs, not yeah. winning playoff games. And, yeah, we did hear that uh, during the offseason. I think it's been a couple years now since Jonathan has been uh, doing that pregame or uh, yeah, pregame interview. But, yeah, I mean, it's sort of, you know, it's sort of like what Tom Curran just said, right? It's like... They don't usually speak, but now you want to hear from them, right? Where and so you know you you want to almost hold that again. Well, where are you? I thought you were uh, going to be upset. It's like, well, we don't usually talk anyway. Whereas with Bill, 
It's like, well, he's got short answers, so, you know, the team and the players must think he's under siege. It's like, no, this has always been how he's been. It just looks, you know, the optics aren't great because the team stinks. Yeah, and, you know, you can interpret Bill and if he's feeling any pressure and his clipped answers any way you want. I think what's more important is the players. You know, we see Mac Jones... Uh, on a week-to-week basis, meeting with the press, uh, post-game, midweek, his play has been so bad. He, he, he's the guy I'm worried about, not Bill Belichick. And uh, Burt Breer from Sports Illustrated, also on NBC Sports Boston, he's concerned about the team's morale as well. Well, and the next sentence, what Burt should say, because I know he, he appreciates this fact, and again, it's only week six, they're 1-4, they're and four. Uh, is you see the injured list roots grow on bad teams. Oh, oh, my hip. Yeah. Oh, my arm. It's so sore. I, you know, I can't practice today. And, you know, that's when the training staffs start getting, you know, because they don't believe the guys. And the coaches are like, oh, my God, you know, McNamara's, you know, dogging it again today. That's what happens with losing teams. Now, again, I, I do think it's early. Uh, the Patriots, of course, have, have you know reset, pressed the reset button, and are starting over this week. So, uh, you know, we we can't look for any of those signs just yet. But they're right around the corner. This yep. is what happens. This is what happens. But I mean, Bert sort of answered his own question. I mean, I, I wouldn't have, if the team stinks. Morale should be bad, and there should be lots of turnover going into next year. So, you know, if these guys who are up for contracts and stuff, if they check out and they want to go independent contractor. I don't. I think that's smart, right? Yeah. I mean, why the, get hurt? Why would the morale? I mean, if the morale were good and they stunk, I'd be here being like, "What? What? What is wrong? Why are they happy? What? Why do they seem to be?" This isn't a college team that's a bunch of freshmen building to their senior year, where it's like, "Oh, you're gonna have to take your lumps." So try to keep your head up. No, these are pros. If the team stinks, you would expect morale to be bad, and might that impact the team moving forward? I mean, sure, but again, this is the nature of the league. So, I mean, I'm not really worried about the morale getting down uh, or getting the best of this team because I only think that happens if they ultimately find themselves well out of playoff contention. And if it does happen, then it's like, all right. I mean, you know, at that point, if you're Bill, if you're the front office, whomever, you probably look at like half a dozen guys and be like, all right, we're going to take these guys aside, make sure they're still in line. And the rest of these guys are going to be hitting the employ- unemployment lines anyway. Mm. So, I mean, I don't I don't figure the morale to be, you know, any sort of stumbling block. It, it, to me, it's more a result of playing poorly and a deserved result and, and not really an unexpected or unmanageable one. Well, I do think that there's players, though, in that locker room who, who you know, it, it's their life, it's their team. Uh, they, they're a little stunned that they're this bad. You, you and I... You know, we we've been around the block and are just watching the team. We know they're bad. I I, I think if you're in the locker room, you're not quite convinced of that just yet. But with every passing week, it's uh, it's knocking you right over the head. But that says morale is good, right? If they're yeah. not convinced yet that they stink, then that tells me that they probably have decent morale decent right morale, now in the locker but, room. But it's probably starting to crack as it should. As it should. As that's, it that, should. That's sort of yeah. my point. It's like yeah. again, okay, so they're one and seven. Oh yeah, but they're in great spirits yeah. down here. Oh, <laughs> who cares? I mean, God, one and seven. We're getting rid of all you guys anyway next year. So you know, it is what it is. Uh, Bert's right in that this is you know unchartered territory. But we just talked about familiarity. You know, most of these guys 
have probably lived through something like this before, yep. and I, I'm just not worried about it like necessarily damaging the team nearly as much as the offense has been damaging mm-hmm. the team. This is the Kevin Max Sports Hour. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popple, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's always football season, wherever you listen. This is the Kevin Max Sports Hour. All right, K Mac. Yeah, we gotta gotta get the people off on a good foot after uh, the less than stellar showing we put forth last week. You'd been on quite the roll heading into last week, seven and three in the previous two weeks, but two, two, and one. I'll take two, two, and one. Hey, two, two, and one is better than the two and three that Bags Munman threw up there. But hey, you know what? I I, I warned the people to a certain extent that the only two games. That I really liked last week, or the games I liked the most, not to make too many excuses. Pittsburgh plus four, and we were both in on San Francisco minus three and a half. Th- those both came through mm. uh, with, uh, you know, they came through. That's really that's really all you got to ask for. So now in the season, uh, we're, we're basically both at 500. You are 12, 12, and one after last week. And after my first losing week of the season, I am 13, 11, and one, which tells you but the rest of the weeks haven't been all that impressive either. Either, And I've actually kind of figured out why, which I will explain when it is my turn to pick. Am I going first or second, K-Man? It's your turn. Continue. All right. So I get the even weeks. Maybe I'll remember that next time. Probably not. So in my research for uh, this week's picks, which, by the way, the board is, again, barren, folks. So uh, <laughs> not, not a ton that Bags Mudman loves, but I will get to those off the top. In my research, K-Mac, I discovered... That this is by far the best year for the betting public through five weeks since 2005. So the betting public, when more than, say, 60% of the tickets are being bet on one team, those teams have been covering at a rate not seen in 17 or 18 years. And and Bags Munman usually makes his money going against the grain, and the grain's been winning. So that's been some tough sledding, but... You know, we, we could choose to ride some of those public trends this week, which with not a lot of options on the board, uh, Bags Munman is going to choose to do. So two games that actually are popping a little bit on my charts, but again, not, nothing super actionable, nothing like Pittsburgh last week, nothing like San Francisco last week. Two games that are popping a little bit. Uh, I'll take the Colts plus four in their game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's go Gardner Minshew. And Tampa Bay plus three in their game against Detroit, which is a classic one where everyone is telling you that the Detroit Lions are actually absolutely going to swamp the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's usually a good sign that that's not going to happen. Otherwise, let's go with the public. Give me San Francisco minus seven. We get the benefit of that number because we're using the super contest. I'll also take the two biggest favorites on the board. Give me Miami minus 13 and a half and the Buffalo Bills minus 14. Okay, okay. Well, we got a couple crossovers, but not many. You have to take San Francisco. That's that's a quote. That's a gimme. Good for you, gimme. K-Mac. Good gimme, for gimme. you. I can spot gimmies. Good for you. Uh, I'm going right at you. I want the Detroit Lions to uh, get the job done in Tampa Bay. Uh, I like Miami. Uh, how can you not? You know, they're uh, playing the winless Carolina Stinkarooskis. Uh, 13 and a half points there, which is a lot. But, hey, what, what the heck? Uh, I do like the L.A. Rams to cover at home against Arizona. And, you know, I've res- I- I've stayed away from our New England Patriots, 
Uh, I can't do it any any longer. I'm taking Vegas three. Uh, my model says that should be five and a half, six points. There you go. I like your model, and yeah. I think the Patriots are going to lose as well. Give me Vegas twenty four, New England sixteen. Uh, I'm going to say twenty three to seventeen, five points. All right, twenty three seventeen. Uh, believe it or not, well, believe it. I-, I would like to see the Patriots win. I really would. Prove us wrong, Patriots. But then again, I just picked Vegas, so hey, what the heck? Yeah. We'll see. We'll be back on Monday to break it all down. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Place, you know, place your bets reasonably and have fun. Right, Roach? That's all. Absolutely. Yeah. The Kevin Max Sports Hour on WPRO. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I had the best time. It was challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're not. This was a dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. And if it wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like it was. Hey, it was fine because I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen.